Welcome to Raising Christian Kids. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate that children build a strong, foundational relationship with Jesus before the age of 10. Children need head and heart knowledge in order to stand strong against the world's ever-increasing rejection of Christianity. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help to solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and help the next generation to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, and mind. Hello, and thank you for joining me today for Raising Christian Kids. I am so excited about this podcast. I will be sharing information that will empower you and equip you to help your child have a strong foundation in Jesus. Listen, it is getting harder and harder to instill biblical principles when our children are living in an ever-increasing evil world. Let me ask you a question. Does this quote frighten you? We discovered that about 40% are leaving the church during elementary and middle school years. That's right, elementary and middle school. And the quote says, almost 90% were lost in middle school and high school. 90%. This is a quote from Ken Ham's book, Ready to Return? With a question mark. You may know Ken. He's the founder of Answers in Genesis and the Outstanding Creation Museum and the world-renowned Ark Encounter. Yes, we are in a crisis. Ken Ham knows this, and you probably do as well. Ken also offers a solution in his book. He states, While their minds are still open and impressionable, you create a comprehensive campaign of indoctrination, both covert and overt in nature. And then you repeatedly pound it into them in the most palatable and persuasive ways possible until there is no room left for dissenting views. God has called me to this mission, and this podcast is all about empowering and equipping you to be the very best spiritual leader you can be for your child or any child that you have a relationship with. Here are a few of many questions this podcast will address. What age do children comprehend biblical truths? How do you explain the concept of sin and salvation to a preschooler? What discipline techniques work so your child can one day become a disciple for Christ? How can you instill godly principles and virtues that grow deep roots that last a lifetime? Or also, how can you protect your child from the anti-Christian media machine? And so much more. We will cover many, many topics. So you may be wondering, how do I know the answers to these various questions? Well, I did a tremendous amount of research, reading books from the brightest minds in children's spirituality. I also know what worked for me and didn't work for me as a parent. Most importantly, I rely on my biblical education, on God's Word. So please allow me just a moment to share my background in this first episode. I have a BA in Religious Studies from Regent University a master's from Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, and two master's from Knox Theological Seminary. And I tell you this only to assure you that I take it seriously when it comes to Christian education and teaching others about biblical principles. Let me ask you a question. How would you feel if you found yourself sitting at the heavenly banquet table, enjoying God's feast and celebrating with your loved ones, 
you would feel so amazingly, incredibly blessed and happy. But as you look around the table, there's someone missing, your child. That's a scary thought. Jonathan Edwards, a North American revivalist preacher in the 1700s, deliberately tried to frighten parents with the same thought, asking them if they would live the rest of their lives in terror, knowing that their children had been cast, gone down into hell. I know this is a horrible thought, but this is the thought that should motivate you to do all you can within your God-given abilities and resources, using every day and every moment to teach your child to love, honor, and adore Jesus. Listen, when your child stands before the Lord, there will be no second chance and no pleading with a promise to change. You only have a few years to help solidify a strong foundational lifelong relationship between Jesus and your precious child. As parents, grandparents, extended family members, ministry leaders, and teachers, each of you are called to teach, guide, and instruct the next generation. With that understanding, you should know that you do not need to be an expert in the field of children's spirituality to be effective. Remember, as we understand, the teachers Jesus recruited didn't start out well-equipped either. However, you are your child's first and most impactful teacher. You are the principal educator who can anchor the rest of your child's life now and for eternity in Jesus. Jesus is the living cornerstone that holds your child's soul safe and secure. And when the storms of life blow hard with the destructive and devastating consequences, and you know they do, your precious child will stand strong in faith, hope, and love. They will be anchored, body, mind, and soul, in their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is their foundational stone. Let me give you an example of how important a foundation is. On October 10, 2018, Hurricane Michael tore through and destroyed the Florida Panhandle as a Category 5 hurricane, with winds reaching 160 miles per hour. Mexico Beach was one of the hardest-hit areas where the homes and the businesses were completely destroyed, leaving nothing but the bare foundations. However, the Sand Palace, which was the name of one of the homes, remained standing tall. It appeared to be largely untouched on its stilts above the carnage and destruction all around. And everyone wanted to know why this home survived in seemingly pristine condition. The homeowners of the Sand Palace were wise enough to build their home to withstand 240 to 250 mile per hour winds, despite Florida State Code that only requires houses to be built to withstand 120 mile per hour winds. The owner stated, at every point, from pilings to the roof and everything in between, when it came to make a decision about what level of material to use, we didn't pay attention to code. We went above and beyond code and we asked the question, what would survive the big one? And we consistently tried to build it for that. So the question I have for you, are you ready to build beyond code? Are you raising your child to survive the big one? As Christians, we also need to go above and beyond consistently using the best tools and methods available to help build that strong foundation. Well, you may be thinking, I read the Bible to my children every day. They attend Sunday school and we attend church together as a family. They're in vacation Bible school. And I make sure they play with children who are being raised by parents who are also strong Christians. 
And all of that is wonderful. You should be doing that. And good for you if you are. In fact, you'd be doing more than most Christian parents do today. With that being said, let me give you just a few statistics. And I know statistics are boring, but in this case, they are alarming. In addition to the statistics I mentioned with Ken Ham, LifeWay Research, Barna Group, U.S. Today, state that 85% of Christian kids walk away from their church by the time they're seniors. Barna states that less than 1% of adults have a biblical view, and your kids are becoming friends with the rest of the 99. Listen, they are leaving long before they even get into college. So let's say that you believe you've done all you can. Then your son and daughter heads off to college, and they start to question everything they had ever been taught. Why? Because usually all they really have is head knowledge, and they are lacking heart knowledge. And also the seeds that were planted into the soil. The soil was not rich, and the seeds did not grow deep roots from when they were young before the age of 7 or 10. And I will address in future episodes the difference between the head and heart knowledge and how we can give our children deep heart knowledge. Okay, so from questioning everything, they also become doubtful from the guidance of secular professors and new friends. Maybe they stop reading their Bible. After all, Mom, I don't have time. Hey, Dad, I've got a a heavy load of homework to do. Then they stop going to church. After all, no one else is going to church. Maybe they get involved in drugs, drinking, and sex, and their grades fall. They drop out of college, and they end up in rehab for various addictions. Parents and family members are devastated. Life is turned upside down and inside out. Listen, this is happening to families within the Christian community at an alarming rate. And in a future episode, I'm going to give you some real-life scenarios from pastors who have raised their children to be strong in Jesus but have walked away and the complications of what has destroyed this family and their children's lives and how even one pastor said he wished he would have planted seeds much earlier. So for now, what is the solution? Where do you start? The Bible gives us the answers and some examples. What does Jeremiah, Samuel, Timothy all have in common? They had an anchor, a solid foundation. Jeremiah understood that God appointed him before his birth. And Timothy states how from infancy he had known the scriptures. And David declares, from birth I relied on you. Do you see that pattern? Before birth, birth, after birth, infancy? This foundation, without fail, must be constructed starting in the womb and instilled between the ages of 7 and 10. That's it. That's all the time you have to solidify your child's heart, mind, and will. Dr. Shirley Morgenthaler states, Stone by stone we set the foundation for the expectations of living, the traditions, and values. The foundation must be laid before the walls or floors can be added. God has been the perfect architect. His design has been flawless. The important is always worth doing right from the start. Without that anchor, the unknown can be dreaded and feared. With the Holy Spirit as our mooring and foundation, the future is welcomed no matter what it holds. So what can you do to start? 
For small children, teach them short prayers. Now, I know I've I've said breath prayers before to other people, and someone recently pointed out to me that breath prayers are prayers that are repetitive prayers from the Catholic Church, and it's more mysticism, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about little prayers that can be said within one exhale. Jesus, I love you, or thank you, Jesus. And say it often with your little ones. After all, there are many reasons within the day to tell Jesus we love him and appreciate him. We are to start reaching our children and teaching them while they're in the womb. And in future episodes, I will address how we can do that. Just remember to mention the name of Jesus every day and often. Start building that foundation. Your child needs to be saying, I love mommy, daddy, and Jesus all in the same sentence. And if you ask your child, Who do you love the most? And they don't say Jesus? You know, you have some work to do. Until then, may God bless you and your family, keeping you all safe and healthy. And let us all work together to raise the next generation of strong warriors for Christ. Our future depends upon it. Thank you for listening to Raising Christian Kids. May God continue to bless and guide you as you raise the next generation of Christian influencers and warriors for Christ. For more information, please visit RaisingChristianKids.com.